Let's see what other quacks will form in the fabric of space-time. This week on Hapless Heroes. Why, why do I know the stars? Because you're convinced you are one. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Hapless Heroes podcast. Hi, Thanks, Francesco. Friend. Hey, hey, you're welcome. Hey, thanks. you don't usually uh, welcome I'm... me. I knew that was directed at me this week, though. It was <laughs> specifically you. No one else. Thank you. Thanks for wel- welcoming me. I'm Francesco, and uh, tonight I continue to be your host and DM as we um, dive back into our adventure in time. And in order to do that, I need to introduce our cast for the evening. To my virtual left, we have Dave as Zero, Valen's Avatar of War. Good evening. Mike as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. Always at my service. Nicole as Boris the Butcher. Carol's going to eat all my cookies. Zach as Pregnart. Quack, quack, quack. Quack, 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 quack. And John as Lord Gerard the Light. Speaking of cookies, could I get one of those boxes, Boris? Uh, Phil could not be with us for this particular session, but as always, we shall soldier on and find some fun improvisational method to explain away his uh, uh, absence, because that's what we do and have been doing for the last five years. And well, you're used to it by now. So here we go. We're broken. When we last left off, y'all had infiltrated Ebenezer's house. And by y'all, I mean Hedrick and Quinn had. Um, The door was conveniently opened through uh, some clever action uh, and a clever plan from uh, Boris and Jarrell, posing as sort of father-daughter duo selling uh, girl guide cookies in the, uh, you know, in the neighborhood that Ebenezer resided and, and are currently still in the process of selling those cookies to maintain their disguise. But, you know, you were able to at least get into the mansion um, where Ebenezer lived and Quinn and Hedrick had done some snooping around. Obviously, you had met Ebenezer's son um, and his wife. And um, his son was going on about, you know, wanting to to to, to fix things, you know, and, 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 you know, he seemed to be really down on himself and like, you know, just seems very determined to be a good wizard. Um, there's a lot going on there. And, you know, he delivered a pretty dramatic speech to his mother and, um, you know, it kind of seemed like he may have been expelled, right? No, I mean, who knows? He's a, he's home right now and not at school. So we don't really, you know, there, there wasn't really anything too much revealed about that. Just that he seems to be pretty involved in, you know, whatever went down there. And I think that based on what y'all have experienced, what information you've gathered so far, I think a lot of connections and inferences can be made. Um, I know a lot. I know that, that, that even just that story beat moment after we finished recording that episode inspired a lot of conversation and speculation amongst all of you. So the a lot only of us think his really... name is Ebenezer Jr. <laughs> I and cannot Fran, confirm nor deny that information. Your your face speaks volumes. <laughs> um, a face is does worth it? volume words. Does it though? Yeah, I th- I don't know. Yes. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> that face for the listeners at home. Fran's face is basically writing a novel for me right now. Is it? Yeah, it's amazing. Is it? It's crazy. Is it? I just yeah. don't know it's the novel you want to read, though. Well, yeah. Um, the only way to find out, I guess, is to just play the freaking game. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> we're going to drop on in, and something interesting starts to happen inside the Ebenezer uh, Blackwood residence. There is, uh, after, after this dramatic speech and, you know, um, Ebenezer's son storms back up to his room after his mother tells him just to wait till his father gets home so they can talk about it as a family. Uh, there is a loud popping noise coming from the top floor of 
this mansion. And there is a brief, uh, well, no, wait. That sounded a bit like Hedrick before you can't hear him anymore. Zero. Yes. Pregnart. Here. The, in, the inert um, and, and, and barely life, bar, 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 and not lifeless, but barely like life Limp. filled. Uh, <laughs> uh, a, a, a body of double of Hedrick um, goes slack. Like just <laughs> ragdolls. Uh, where it was previously kind of stiff and just doing that, like, you know, half wave, right? Now, no, just he was like, pretty goes, loose before. Pregnant was giving him like a pretty, oh, pretty yeah, nice you were, foot oh, massage. Oh, yeah. So now you have no idea whether it was because of the foot massage or because of <laughs> something else happening. Pregnard's thoroughly so, convinced that his foot massage was just doing wonders <laughs> for fake Hedrick. <laughs> yeah. So no, now I'm, you have <clears throat> a limp um, Hedrick body. Quinn is in the room. With Hedrick when it happens. Well, kind of. You're in the house. You guys weren't necessarily next to each other, right? You were exploring different places. Um, I think he may have followed you a bit to hear that conversation, right? Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. you weren't like right next we, to each other. Right. And we, we we discovered that we couldn't see each other anyway, so I really didn't know where he was. Um right. but so do do I do I hear it? Like no, I but you feel it. something. Okay. What do I feel? It, your invisibility spell is waning. <gasps> you look down and you can start to see like the slight silhouette of your hands. Oh no. It's uh, like reverse what, back to and the it's, future. It's, a, mm -hmm. it's, it's a prematurely ending this. You definitely had a little bit more time left on this. You are certain. But I'm going to say now that you're going to have to make stealth, stealth checks to um, sure. get out get of out. here. Mm -hmm. uh, because you see now that Ebenezer's kid and um, his mother, you see the kid made it upstairs and he's now like, like, mom, there was somebody here. He's not here anymore, but he was, I, I swear I saw somebody. And, and his mother goes, oh, uh, activate the wards. You know what to do. You know, we've, we've practiced this. I know you can do it, son. Is it, is it me that he, that he saw or is it Hedrick that he saw? Um, you're not near him when he said it, so, so it wasn't you assume that it might have been Hedrick. Okay. Uh, you can see if you if you're I, I, are you moving toward like like you're currently not with an eye shot, right? But you hear mm -hmm. this start you hear this conversation happening now, this back and forth, like now, they're starting to scramble. Did I take the journal that was on the desk? I took that, right? I believe either you or Hedrick did. I think it was you. I wasn't sure if you guys it took me. it or if you had just examined it. Well, it's in my hand, if I remember correctly. Okay, so, so then it's you have I, it. I hope I remember any, remember that correct because I know we were looking at it toward the end of the episode. So it's been a, it's been a few weeks, but uh, you know I, I don't think that it was necessarily super super important. I guess it's sure. better just to know whether you did or did not leave the room disturbed. I am <laughs> I am I am slipping it into my cloak. Okay, you slip it into your cloak again. I did not have enough time for that. When you did, when you did, when you do slip it into your cloak, you I mean you notice you can see, again, very slight. You're you're almost like, um, what is it, uh, translucent, but like not. Opaque. Yeah, no, no, opaque is you can be seen. Entirely, oh, that's true. Yeah, but mm -hmm. you're 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 like you're like transparent, translucent, right? Like you know, like like the, your 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 form is. You can definitely like okay. If you if you were to just be standing in the middle of a hallway, someone would see you. If they am were just, I, am I like glimmering? No. Ah, oh, damn. No, but it um, okay. feels like but it feels like pins and needles, like like the magic. Ooh, on I don't your like skin. that. Yeah, mm -hmm. it feels like yeah, it's like you're 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 you feel like almost like you're like you're like your limbs like fell asleep for a second, and like all the blood's returning to your blood vessels. Like you kind of feel that around you as sort of the magic is almost like being suppressed. Okay, um, I am going to attempt to peek out the into the hallway. Okay, so right, you were in, um, I believe you were, I'm trying to remember where you were when you were listening to the conversation initially. Because like, I know you guys had, had gone down. I went to I the think. right, and then, because there's two staircases, I'm near mm -hmm. the yeah, you were on the right rightmost side. staircase, yeah. But you were upstairs. I was upstairs. Okay, in that case, you can see that Ebenezer's kid is, is starting to like, you can see him like 
we like like weaving some sort of like spell as he's like moving some of the paintings on the walls that I had described around and, and whatnot and like readjusting certain things and like like and you can start to see that like there's like almost like a shimmering energy starting to cover the walls of the house is sort of spreading out from the areas that he's like manipulating and touching. Okay. Um, if you look down the stairs, you can see, that, you know, like that 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 wall or that aura is starting to like spread and make its way towards the front door. Okay. I'm going only, to. You'll probably only have as, a few moments before that hits the door. Yeah, I'm going to as quickly and as stealthily as possible make my way down the stairs toward the front door. Need you to make me a stealth check, please. Uh, Ooh, 25. Oh, yeah. Okay, you managed to get to the door, and now here's the thing. You still have to open the door. Everyone's looking at around the house. Like, you're probably, like, there's, someone's gonna probably see you open the door, but you can at least get out. And you probably, you um, only have a moment to decide. You have a moment to decide. <laughs> okay, so as I'm approaching the door, I'm yeah. gonna mage hand the door, the door open. Okay, that's fine. The door still opens. Right, but at least they're looking at the door and not at me, and then I... Your mage hand is very visible. No, no, they can see the mage hand. I don't fucking care about yeah. the mage hand. Okay. But I don't want them looking at me before I get to the door. Yeah, the attention is briefly shown to the door so that at least maybe like what you look like might have been a little bit more obscured or not uh, as well noticed. Oh, not a bad play. Right. A little misdirection. Right. You make it outside. So, you, but then as soon as you make it out, you can you can feel like that magic just sort of steal the house shut. Yeah. All of the blinds just close instantly. And then all the shutters shut on the house, um, on their own. And then also, wow, you can intense. you can and you can hear an alarm start to blare. Some sort of like 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 a like a ma- like a magical sort of like a siren starts to sound like fr- emanating from the house itself. And now the guards that are at the gate are on high alert. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna attempt to cast invisibility again. Okay. Um, sure. It works. Okay. Yeah, I was kind of hoping that maybe that it was the house that was affecting the magic. So I, I it was the house. I take a quick breath of relief, and then I stroll away from the house. Um. While that's happening, obviously, Jarrell, Boris, while you're in mid conversation with Cheryl, who again is doing that thing where she's keeping you in the conversation longer than like every time Jarrell tries to butt in being like, well, it was nice talking to you or like whatever nice polite thing that Jarrell's about to say. She just talks over you and starts complimenting you or, you know, commenting on how nice your hair looks or how, you know, it, you know, what, uh, you know, like this, the, the, my hair or Boris's hair. (laughs) <laughs> yes, both of you. I mean, she's just showering you in compliments, like thanking you so much. She's even opened up one of the boxes of cookies and is eating them as she's talking to you. And then the alarm goes off and she like looks up. And she's like, oh, honey, you better get out of here quick. I, I, I don't know what's going on, but that doesn't sound good. You should you should you should you should go, you know, to stay safe. OK, um, you know, do, do, do you have somewhere to go? Do you just want to, like, take shelter in my house? Like, I'm, I'm happy to. You know, hold, you know, like like take you in for a minute if you need if you if you just oh, need somewhere to be. No, no, thank you. It's probably best that we get going then, if you say so. Okay, well, thank you. It was so nice talking to you both. And then she like you know immediately shuts the door, and you can hear like another whoosh as she shuts the door as something like locks like magically behind. It's like almost like all of these houses in this neighborhood are like like have some sort of like security system installed. All connected to it, like they all shut on at the uh, shut shut down at the same time, kind of thing. Or too. can or can be, or maybe not, right? Because like yeah. she, like she, that was manually initiated. But now, yeah. like some of the guards from the gate are, um, you know, clomping up the street, and you can see like one of the one of the guys that you sold cookies to, Boris, you know, uh, looks at you and he's like, "Little girl, it's time, it's time to go. Something's going on, and we don't want anything to happen to you. So please clear out, clear out, clear out." Chris is just gonna nod and start heading back in the direction of the mm-hmm. gate. Yep. You guys remember when Hedrick had scouted out initially, he saw the two guards at the top of the towers at the gate that enter, you know, that sort of separates this community from or this like little neighborhood from the rest of the ninth ward. Um, and there was two down by the gates. Um, you can see that, you know, there was obviously some sort of tower structure that, you know, goes up and there's many more guards pouring out from those um, those little towers than just the four that were scouted out. So they must have been inside or something like that. It might be like a barracks or something like a tiny one. 
Yep. Um, so there's actually uh, currently a detachment of four guards making their way up the street towards the Ebenezer residence. Um, Quinn, what are you doing? You said you're strolling. These guards are, you know, sort of these private guards, it looks like, right? They don't necessarily, I think I mentioned, remember mentioning, they don't bear the, the symbols of the city of Ul or anything like that. They are like private security. Um, are, but they are making their way up the um, the road to see what's going on. You know, if you were to stay on the road, you might bump into them. So you may have to like, kind of like move yourself off a bit. So they're, they're coming toward me? Oh, yeah. Because okay. you're like, you're up the street. You're a few houses up the street. They're coming from where you came in from. Yeah, I uh, I you can see Jarrell and Boris. You can see Jarrell and Boris making their way to the gate, which is now which is still closed. But they're going to probably, you know, and they're, they're looking. Like they're, it looks like they're opening it for Boris and Jarrell. But if you're not fast enough, that's going to close probably behind them, mm-hmm. and you're invisible. Okay, <clears throat> I sidestep the guards, mm-hmm. and then. Um, you know, kind of two time it, I guess, quickly t- toward. Uh, Make me another stealth check and... just to kind of see, see how light your footsteps are as you're starting mm-hmm. to like kind of pick up the pace. Jesus. Come on. Okay, 18. 18's good enough because of the sounds of the metal boots clomping on the road is enough to muffle the sounds of your leather boots, sort of like, you know, kind of scuffling their way along. You know, you, you manage to just kind of stay light on your feet as you make your way right in behind Jarrell and Boris as they are now I tap, the gates. I tap Jarrell on his right shoulder. I don't even know if Jarrell feels that he's wearing a fucking suit of armor. Oh, no, you're in your appropriate oh, no, clothes. I'm not. Never mind. I'm, yep. Yeah, Jarrell definitely Our feels it. Of whether Jarrell feels it, I have blind sense, so I would have known when he walked within 10 feet yeah. of the circle. Yes, of you do. Immediately. You know exactly. And you know, and which is you, why you, I didn't tap you. You can tell it's Quinn. And when Boris knows Quinn is approaching, Boris is going to fake a trip. So, like, the attention's kind of on her. Just, like, kind of, mm. like, fake a little stumble, right? Not, like, actually yeah. hit the ground, but, like, so, yeah. like, the guards so, like, right are as the gate opens. Yes, and they focus and, like, oh, are you okay? You know, and, as, and in that moment, the gate is open still. So, Quinn, you probably have an opportunity right now to kind of go out before them if you wanted to. And I'm assuming you do. I do. Okay. Yeah, you know, your help to your feet, Boris, and you are, you and Jarrell are escorted out of the the, the the community. Pregnart, Zero, you have a limp Hedrick with you, as well as you hear, you can hear the alarm from where you are in this park. You're only like maybe a mile and a half away from this, you know, like where, where you had left your party and like this, it's loud. It sounds like I would, I'm not going to say like an air raid siren. It's not as intense as that, but like it's, it's, you can, it's, it's just blaring like wee, wee, wee. Okay. Wow. So the first question wow. I want to ask like, is, sorry. It looks like Hedrick is, is being very relaxed by this, this siren. Yeah. I wanted to ask, um, Hedrick, he's getting what a foot massage or something like that. So is he seated? Is he lying down? How is he? I think and he was would he have um, gone limp into a way I wouldn't notice. I think he was reclined against a tree. I think we were in the in okay. the shade of a tree, and he was. But he, he was, was still waving. Oh, in that case, hold on a second. I have a way I can determine this. Um, this might be that... just what my brain made up as a scenario, but I think that's well, listen, right. No, the way we determine what's happening is with a good old-fashioned die roll, because, you know, what I also be playing this game if not to arbitrarily roll dice sometimes. Let's do it! Yeah, there we go. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Hedrick does, like, like when, like when, when he's, as he's, like, like, he's limp, you didn't notice it maybe right away, like like he said, because he'd go like a little bit more slack, but that could have just been like a weird like uh, like uh, autonomous like reflex. But like the, the more that Pregnard's been working, eventually like you know Pregnard kind of has to like move his leg a little bit to get to a certain spot, and then the whole body just like tips over to the side <laughs> from where it was leaned against the tree, and it's just like motionless, like his face is down into the dirt. Zero kind of looks down. Is that total relaxation? Yeah, he is totally relaxed. Oh, good job. Do you want the foot massage next? I give really good ones, I guess. I suppose. I'm not sure it would work quite the same. Um, should I? Um, are you going to like... Wee, 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 <laughs> should I do an insight check? Echoing? Please just make me do an insight check. I have no idea. Like, yeah, not gonna... if, you, if, if you want me to force you to do an insight check, I'm happy to. Please, please do an it. Please make me an insight check. What, what are you trying to incite here? And not incite. What are you trying to uh, uh, 
I guess, like, what do you try to under gain a better like you know? Well, I'm definitely over. like making the wrong call initially. That oh, I, I understand. I, I understand. I'm trying. So I'm trying to speak from trick. my character. Yeah. Yeah. Understood. That. Please. Yes. Make me an insight check. Uh, fifteen. Fifteen. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, it could go either way, man. I mean, you know, listen, this is not the first person that you've made almost catatonic with your foot massages. You remember finally a time where you actually put Dr. Dedu into like an eight hour, like, like, like mild coma um, from the last, from that, from an incredible foot massage. He loved it, but insisted you never do it again. (laughs) Oh, um, that alarm, that's probably us, isn't it? You think? Are you sure? Well, not us, but the greater us, you know, the Funny one because who, it, yeah. You think the potency of my foot massage set off an alarm? <laughs> well, I mean, look what it did to the last guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I... Dr. do said I should never do it again. So, yeah, the, the, that alarm is probably because my foot massage was too good. Okay. Is is nearly I mean, magical, and that got us into trouble uh, earlier today. I think our friends getting into trouble might be slightly more likely, but on interest of balance and fairness and science, I don't want to count that out because you know, empirical evidence shows last two foot massages you've got given are pretty damn good. I'm not sure they're alarm worthy, but I don't know what alarm worthy is for a foot massage. I know what alarm worthy is for larceny, though, and I know our our uh, friends have it in them. Um, I remember, kind of, we said we would make a signal, but I don't know if we ever um actually followed through on the, that plan. Well, I mean, we're not in danger. If anything, we're listening for a signal from them. I doubt it's an alarm because that's so common for us. It's like an all the time thing. Maybe we should. Uh, go back to where, where the, the the place we are staying. I've I've personally had worse ideas in the last couple of days. So uh, yeah, do you want to get aside? And I'll get aside, and we'll haul this uh, clearly uh, canatonic individual back to our lodging. Now we have to make zero. You make are strong like... enough to literally just sling him over your shoulder if you wanted to. Like there is I no have to make it look like he's walking. Yeah, zero, zero pauses. <laughs> looks at looks at that diagonal down at Pregnard and kind of back up and you know the down up down up yeah I guess there's kind of a size mismatch and just slings the body over his shoulder no you have to make it look like he's walking specifically now, we have we to make care, it look like he's walking me here in the first place you I did you did you care you literally had him like rigid as a board oh like, wait under- I had him under an arm Yes. Under your arm, yeah. So in, in, in the interest of uh, trying to do it the same way this time, I lift him under the arm. I imagine he's not nearly as rigid and sort of flops over at both yes. ends. Yes, he is like, a, like literally a rag doll, like eyes closed, just like unconscious. Pregnart uh, attaches the handle side of his leash to uh, Hedrick's uh, hand and uh, assumes his uh, dog, frog, duck act. <laughs> Hold on. Are you are you suggesting that I'm just trying to picture? I'm, I'm really I want to make sure that I my it's I pretty I cut and dry, Fran, and our audience have a good mental picture. Pregnar is of, leading the pack. Pregnar uh-huh. is a, a dog, frog, duck. I, I okay. He's got a leash and collar, and that leash is attached to Hedrick's hand, and mm-hmm. Hedrick is stiff as a board with his hand out in front of him, uh, under Zero's uh, arm. Except for the part where he's no longer as stiff as a board. Oh, yeah, floppy. he's slumped over. He's very he's floppy. floppy now. Yes. He's floppy so now. Zero tries probably about three or four different ways to help him under an arm just to have his limbs go down yeah. to the ground. And I mean, then I like have to I said, give up. And you slam. are literally strong enough to probably just like hold him up like this, like, you know, just like where he, like his, uh, his, his arms are draped over like your arms. So like you're just like kind of holding him up and like his feet, his toes are just kind of like dragging on Zero, floor. Zero. Yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> Support the head. Yeah, his head is kind of like, yeah, like, it's just yes, laughing. because like, Zero would have no idea board. how to handle a baby. Yeah. No, Zero, Pregnard shows Zero how to hold uh, Hedrick like a baby. He t- he talks him through cradling him and supporting the head. Zero does his best, and I think at some point we're able to find a way to properly carry him 
in some way, shape, or form. It's it, it is. Um, here's how I'm going to put it. There is absolutely no way that you're going to walk down the street like this and not, again, <laughs> turn a few heads. So I just, I just want you to know that the current sort of configuration in which you are doing this is going to draw a lot of attention. Okay, that's you. you know what. Honestly, that's fine. Okay, they're they're all looking at us, right? Uh, I mean, some a lot of people in the park are just kind of like you know you just see them like look over and like you know like mutter to themselves like, you know it's not really like I mean no one's like pointing and like calling the cops or anything like that right but just you know. Yeah. Well, good. If everyone's looking at uh, the three of us, guess who everybody's not looking at? Well, yeah, but you're not there yet. You're yeah, on your way. You're on your way. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, between that and the sirens and stuff, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of other like stuff some people going on. might yeah. be able to slip out of some places unnoticed with all this other sideshow happening. Yep. So you guys start heading back towards. Are you heading towards the gates to that community? Or are you heading back towards the um, place you were staying? Oh, no, we're heading back to our lodging. I figure they'll okay. they'll meet us there. OK, so I, I have you guys as heading back there then. Um, I think that was called the Garden Inn, if I remember correctly, or the the. Let's see. Um, no, before Villa Ebenezer, we're going back a few pages. I'm trying to um, read my own handwriting, and it's atrocious. To yes, the, point the Garden Inn. Can... We were at okay. the Garden Inn, then we went to Maven's Bakery, then we went back to the Garden Inn, yep. and hey, then we wound up at Villa Ebenezer. You you arrive at the Garden Inn, Jarrell, uh, Boris, Quinn. Um, you guys are now. In, you know, out out of the gates, the guards have their attention elsewhere. You know, one one or two guys stays behind at the gate that's itself just to, you know, make sure that the exit is covered. But, you know, there's definitely a commotion happening up at the Ebenezer residence. So after about, I don't know, five minutes or so, the alarm stops. You know, so the air is a bit quiet again. Um, but you guys are, you know, are, are you going somewhere? Like, you know, you're, you're collected. Quinn's still invisible. And then we got Boris and Drill just kind of standing in the street right now. Yeah, I figured we'd head back to the hotel, probably. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, as it, we're as oh, we're fine. walking away, though, just uh, Boris is going to take a look at the gates and just kind of the way it's set up, like a, a you know detailed mental so it picture. Is, it is a you know one of those like um, crossed hatched like you know like 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 iron like like you know like bar type. Um, Old like school castle eight? drop down. Yes, but it has, you know, and it has one of those things where it has like a door built into it that can be opened so that you don't have to like raise the whole gate or like drop the whole gate to just traverse in and out like quickly if you want to just get like one or two people in and out. Um, so it has like two two methods of opening. There is a locked like iron like door built into the gate and then the, the gate itself has like a raising lowering like sort of pulley mechanic to it. Okay. A la like castles. And then there's a tower on each side. Yes. Of the gate, and then the doors mm -hmm. to get into those towers were those on the other side from. Because we're on the inside. Okay, so there's no doors into towers from the side that we're on now. No, the entry okay. to those towers are solely on the inside. Okay. That's that's the extent of Boris's observation. She will. Okay. Get alongside Jarrell. All right, um, Quinn. At what point do you become visible again? When I feel like it. Um. <laughs> I would say, you know, with the hustle and bustle kind of going on, I just kind of like find a time when, you know, nobody really around is really looking at the group and just make myself. Visible. There's plenty of time like that. Yeah. Probably just duck into an alley real quick. Boop, I'm, I'm here. All right. Yep. Hey, guys. And you all meet in the lobby of the Garden Inn. Hey, we're back together again. The gang's all here. And uh, now Quinn, Jarrell and Boris, you see that, you know, um, it looks like Zero and Pregnant are potentially trying to escort a uh, limp or drunk Hedrick um, up to your room. We need to get uh, him down for a nap. Dude, I, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have believed if I didn't see it. The crazy frog really foot rubbed the guy into a coma. So I don't think I've ever really described too much of what the garden in looks like, you know, on the inside. But like the actual foyer is just covered in like hanging plants. And there's like a nice, beautiful, like center, like a, like 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 flower bed type area that sort of like creates like, sort of like a rectangle in the center of the lobby. So you kind of like walk around the flower bed to get to like the main desk. 
and then there's stairs on either side that go up into the different rooms and whatnot, and then there's some of the rooms on the ground floor. Um, the hotel concierge, as you're kind of walking towards the stairs towards your lodging, uh, you know, does just kind of like look at you guys for a moment and, 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 and say like, you know, is your is your friend okay? Do they need medical attention? He's very tired. I gave him too good a foot massage. He needs to have a nap now. Oh, oh okay. Well, just let us know if we can do anything to make your stay more comfortable. Because they yeah, also remember that, you know, you did just show up and just drop a bunch of gold bars on the fucking counter. So can you send a couple no. bath bombs up to our room? Absolutely. Right away, my good frog, sir. Bernard knows his way around uh, a, 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 a self, a self, what, what's it called? Self-care scenario. Of course. Why, why, why wouldn't he? He is just so well adjusted, this man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's one word for it. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So you guys make it up to your room. I guess now you have some time to sort of decompress and let's, you know, I guess like right. share what you experienced. So now everyone kind of is on the same page as far as what was witnessed and sort of, you know, um, inside the residence. So we can kind of maybe talk about that a little bit. And you can formulate your next steps. So anything happened today? <laughs> uh, Quinn pulls out the journal that he took from the desk um, and kind of hands it to Zero and says, do you have any sort of book reading application? Well, let's see what we have. And it plunks it down on, um, I assume there's some sort of table in the middle of the room that maybe people could uh, congregate around. Or of course near. there is. Yeah, so the first thing Zero is going to do, kind of scooch a chair out, plunk that book down, crack it open on the table, and we're going to see what we're dealing with here. Oris pulls a box of cookies out of her bag and puts them in the middle of the table. Yes. Well, the first thing you know is that the the well, I think did you manage to unlock the journal by the time you? Um, I forget. I forget if you if we if you managed to get the lock open on that journal. I don't remember. Going on. Okay. Zero was unaware of any lock. So if there is a lock, his attempt there was a lock in the journal. Started. I believe, right? The one that you found in the desk. There was a lock. Yeah, I, okay. yeah I can't remember if we unlocked it or not. I do have these tools. Of course you do. I am sure not, you do. I am so, not does, so does somebody else here. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the first thing Zero is going to do is uh, push the book over to uh, Boris. Lady Baroness, you mind doing the honors? And I was going to say, you know what? And I'll even say for for if, if there is a lack of consistency here between this was unlocked at some point and it wasn't. If I go back and listen be like, oh, shit, I forgot. Um, y'all were in a hurry. So, you know, it when closed you closed it, to put it in your. I yeah, might have it relocked on its it own and reclassed mm-hmm. a lock. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Boris will crack her knuckles and then uh, attempt to, like, unlock it, like, as fast and smoothly as humanly possible. She's trying it to takes really you no time at all. It takes you no time at all. This is one of the most rudimentary locks you've ever worked with in your life. Interesting. It's interesting that it's not... I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Did I actually take out my thief's tools for this then? I'm going to I'm going to revert this. Boris looks at it, notices that it's one of the most rudimentary locks that she's ever looked at in her life and just like pulls out like a bobby pin, sticks it in the hole and presses a button and it just like pops open like like, you know, like my first diary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It opens, um, and you notice that the pages are all blank, but except for what's behind the front cover, there's like a section where you could, you know, like where you would like put your name and whatnot, right? Um, you see this is the, the name that has been scrawled here is one Philbert Blackwood. Philbert? F-I-L-B-E-R-T. Philbert. That's a stupid name. It's such a cute (laughs) name. (laughs) The duality of man. I wish it were Ebenezer Jr. But the pages are all blank. Hmm. That's inconvenient. I don't believe it. All right. Anybody got any theories as to why this kid... Filbert, his notebook was blank. What do you mean? You can't believe it's blank or you can't believe his name is actually Filbert? We're talking about a wizard here. Your name is Pregnart. 
Yeah, <laughs> perfectly. That's normal name. <laughs> Pregnard argues with the voice beyond the fourth wall. There's nothing wrong with me. Except you're talking to somebody that's not there. Please, eyes on me. There is a, this is a wizard boy who has a journal that is locked but blank. This seems yeah. bizarre to me. Yeah, it seems okay. a little un- incongruous. I would be able to determine if there's some sort of magic over the journal that's keeping us from seeing the words. That would be great. What are you doing to the journal? Just I, I would use the ritual of detect magic to see if there's magic on it. It's yeah, it takes about 10 that, minutes. Yeah, that we can't see the words. There's magic splattered all over it. All right, y'all just let you, you guys let Jarrell cast a spell, right? It's ten minutes, right? I feel like you know, there's a, that's plenty of time to like you know do shit while Jarrell is like, I'm going you know, like or whatever he's doing. You think Jarrell well, needs the journal to be doing that, right? Like, he, I yeah. can't fiddling with the journal at the same. Okay. Okay. Pregnard swaddles so. Hedrick. So, he is swaddled. What are, what are our theories here about this book? And you can tell over the last little bit. Uh, Zero's eyes have gone back to red as hell. Uh, Quinn informs uh, Zero and the others who weren't there of what I heard um, in the in the house. Okay, so we have a magical student who's the progeny of the most famous wizard of his generation. So um, we're just going to go ahead and assume that uh, he's probably got just a little bit of pressure on him to perform. And we all know what it's like to have pressure to perform. I mean, I don't, but most of us do. Okay. Your virility aside, so... Student's been kicked out of a major magical academy for whatever. Turns out it looks like messed something up, was it? One can assume. Okay. Um, sort of, I'm, I'm gathering through context clues I've gathered to you guys here. So, do we think the school could have reached out and deleted his notes after he was removed? In a written book? The greatest magical academy of its time. Sure. You. Mm, yes. Possible. It's possible. It's possible. We've got that. Seems more likely he just wants to hide his notes. That that would be my assumption. Another idea I've had is it's not very good, right? What if he just wasn't taking notes? <laughs> Why would he lock it? That his parents don't find out. Jarrell, can I ask you for a favor? Yep. Can I, can you like make just like some sort of like very like what what, what does it sound like when Jarrell is performing a ritual? Like, can you just like make up some sort of random like incantation I can just like play in the background right now? Uh, yeah, just kind of like, while they're having this conversation. It's what he's doing the whole ritual. Perfect, because I, I, I may I may like loop that a few times in the background or something like that. Like, well, so like this this, this whole conversation is happening over the backdrop of Jarrell, like you know, performing Chanting. this ritual. Yeah. 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 Like, like, Gregorian chant. Because I just think that that's like really funny to me, and I just I, I want I wanna I wanna just highlight that, right? Because like you're having this conversation while Jarrell is performing a ritual, like you know, next to you. Yeah, and in an aside, that's the detail that's turning the scene from good to great. Exactly. So, yeah, so this conversation is continuing, right? You guys are, you know, pontificating over the contents of this journal, and then eventually Jarrell does finish the ritual. Um, You have any sort of, like, is there any sort of finish to that loop of, like, Gregorian chant there? Uh, Climax? Uh, I I mean, it's kind of like... And just yeah, it just trails out. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Does he just so, say the end at the end of it? The, the, the end. The end. Chef's kiss. Um, so the ritual finishes. Yeah, this is definitely enchanted. Um, Jarrell. 
You know it is the school of enchantment. Um, whatever spell is cast on this is definitely unenchantment. Okay. Um, Pregnot, you're quite talented with magic. Do you have anything that could help us read this? I don't think so. I mean, I could pretend to have a wizard spell. That's sort of my thing. I, But I'm actually... If you want something to actually work, I don't think I have anything that, that will work. If it's not made of water already. <laughs> let, me, let me try to remember. Because I... Remove curse wouldn't do it. Dispel so magic I might, but I, I think that might also take out the words. I have to ask uh, here because it's been it's been more than ten minutes that we've been sitting here. What what did we do with or what was done with Fake Hedrick when we came? Like, is he just he swaddled at the table? He is swaddled. But Pernus like, where was he so. put when he was swaddled? Is he, <laughs> is he just like, like sitting? Yeah, he's just like propped up on a chair, slumped on the table. Yeah. Like, he's in bed. Yeah. He's in bed. Oh, he's he's in bed. He needs a nap. Okay, he's okay, swaddled. Okay, okay. And uh, Pregnard casts enlarge on on the journal. Okay, great. Um, you notice that you try to cast enlarge in the journal, and the spell fizzles. Shit. Um, it's okay. We learned something from that too. Do I know if the words are written in magic, and it would not be so? I, 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 I mean, I mean, no. You know that you just know that the journal itself has been enchanted, right? By some sort of by some sort of some sort of spell. Um, it is actually it, okay. Actually, I, I'm sorry. Enchantment is not a school of magic. It is the it is illusion magic that is that it is some sort of illusion magic that has been cast on the journal. Because so, detect magic does reveal the yes, type of like yes. what school of magic the the spell is from, and it is definitely an illusion. So dispel kind. magic might not necessarily help in this situation because the words might be written with magic. Maybe, so. but the fact that it's an illusion tells us things that there's an illusion there to obfuscate something you're right that the words might be caught up into it it's entirely possible we might destroy this whole book by casting the wrong spell on it yeah, Boris is going to take a long shot here she's going to take a look at the journal and she's going to pull one of the monocles out of her pocket that still that has from too. heaven and she's going to try to look at the journal well, with a heavy heaven. monocle on not from heaven, from Legrex from from Legrex, there we go. The place outside of time and space, the gateway to all worlds. Yes, the one she's going to pull out one of those world. monocles mm -hmm. and look at the journal with a monocle on. Well, the journal is sparkling with colors. Um, like, like, just like, it's like, you know, covered in this sort of like aura of like, almost like a, like an aurora, sort of just Ooh, shifting. pretty. Across it, but that's really all you see. At this time, at this latitude, located entirely inside this hotel room? <laughs> I'm not gonna, I don't, I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> uh, Quinn, do you think it would be a good idea for me to try to dispel magic on this, or is there anything you, you're capable of? That's yeah. pretty much uh, yes. all I have uh, yes. for me now. I uh, yes, make Quinn responsible for the decision of you casting dispel magic or not, so it's his fault if it goes wrong. Well, because Quinn I... has Quinn has stuff he can maybe do as well. Depends. No, you're doing I... great. That's like that you're pulling a trick right out of Felix's book. I yeah, seriously, I don't. Um, I've been trying to scan my my spells. Um, there's nothing, and stupidly, I have nothing that has anything to do with illusions or writing, or scribing, or anything in my magical toolbox. Would it be uh, an Which Arcana just seems check? perfectly Quinn, because <laughs> of course he doesn't have any of that stuff, but he should. What's would, it be, would it be an Arcana check or an Investigate? I want to see if there's like any inscription on the journal or anything that could be a detail in the lock or anything that could help us. Um, to say, I mean, I might save you some time here and and, suggest, and say like, I mean, maybe an Arcana check might help you understand a little bit more about the nature of the magic that's been cast on this, not knowing that it's an illusion spell. But did, you know, the detect magic gave you a, a fair amount of information that you might be able to, you know, pull from that. But I, I would say, if there's any appropriate check, it would be Arcana. There's there's some more I could probably tell you about this if you have a high enough roll. It's a fifteen. A fifteen. Um, 
There's many variations of the way of ways that allusions can be used on books or textbooks or text itself. You know, you can make illusory text appear on things. You can use allusions to obfuscate things or, you know, make things appear as they aren't. But um, you would you can't really pinpoint the exact maybe the spell that was cast here. Like you but like, you know, like you have like that's you have a general understanding that like illusions can be used a couple different ways to sort of like, again, right, like make things look something like, like not as they appear. Like like make things look different than what they actually would look like. Right, because what you have right now is effectively an, some sort of enchanted journal with the kid's name in it, and every play, every other page being blank. Zero has gotten up and has started pacing by the window, his hands mm. kind of folded behind his back in a way that he doesn't normally do. He's very pensive and lost in thought. Yeah, and the way that feels for you, Zero, um, you know, with b- being the fact that you know it's no secret, like the soul or the essence of Moradin resides inside of you. Like his personality is very much present, but obviously his sort of, um, I wouldn't say omniscient, but like, you know, godlike powers are more like, I guess like, you know, the best way I can liken it is that, you know, his spark resides within you, right? Yeah, if you're familiar right. with the yeah. concept of a divine spark, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, his personality is very much connected to you and can be accessed and, you know, obviously comes through in these in these moments. Um, but like the way you feel in this moment, I got, you know, you're you're very much still like uh, I'm not going to call you a mortal because that's not like you're not mortal. You're not like you, 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 you like having this spark within you gives zero, you know, when you are more in more of an emotional range or feeling than maybe this form is accustomed to. Yeah, and I mean, I'm just trying to indicate through roleplay that Moradin is kind of at the wheel right now. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's that, that's sort of the distinction I've been making with the eyes and sort of at least trying to change. The yeah, but I kind of I kind of I don't know yeah. if we've ever really sort of explained that too much. And I kind of wanted to just sort of, you know, give that like that layer of understanding for, you know, people. listening. Yeah, like yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm, I'm doing a lot implied. of I'm doing a lot of telling or a lot of showing, but not quite enough telling with it. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, eventually Zero kind of comes to a stop. Occam's Razor turns to the table. Is it more likely that this student of questionable academic quality cast a spell that obfuscated both the text and the fact that there's no text and these two enchantments or one really complex enchantment is all inextricably intertwined with each other? Or did he just cast an illusion to cover up the pages? Pregnart takes out his pen. He has a quill pen. And he opens the book to, like, the last page. And on on the bottom right-hand corner of the last page, he makes, like, a test mark with with his quill pen. Um, Yeah, the the mark appears briefly and then disappears. Mm -hmm. Quinn, do you want me to? Yeah, do you want me to do the spell magic, or I think you are stronger with that than I am. But I can't. I don't have a spell that can do that. You, you don't have, and he is incapacitated. Oh, I thought you had the spell magic. Okay. No, no, I, I should, and I don't. (laughs) Okay. I was also seeing if I had true sight. I think I had it at some point early on in the, in the show, and then I got rid of it. Dumb, 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 dumb. That's a great spell. You know why I got rid of it? Because we had like 14 other things that, that had true sight. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, I don't need this. No one has true sight. Well, you had the goggles, didn't you? That's magic detection, buddy. I don't have true wow. sight. So Close my enough. dispel magic says I don't have the full sheet in front of me. Okay. The way the spell magic works, because we've gone over it a couple of times. So we'll just, we'll just yeah. kind of yada yada this one real quick. I want to make sure it still um, works the same for me. At whatever level you cast, it's the same. Works the same for everybody. At whatever level you cast a spell magic at, if a spell of that level or lower exists on the object or whatever you're casting it on, it ends. If if the spell level is higher than what level you're casting dispel magic at, you have to make a die roll to determine whether or not you can dispel the enchantment. Right. So if you you, you would just need to tell me what level you are casting dispel magic at, and then I'll, I'll either tell you it 
magic is dispelled or you have to make a check. I'll do it at fourth. At fourth level. Okay. You cast Dispel Magic and immediately the fragile enchantment that was on this book shatters and all of the writing inside becomes legible. You can see now the mark that Pregnart made on the last page is now covering up a couple like letters. This thing is actually filled out to the fullest. There is not a single page that has not been written in. I thought so. Okay. Uh, Zero, you want to start reading? Yeah, sure. Uh, May I? Yep. Sets it it on the table, kind of sets it there, flips it open to the first page. Do we have something I could set this on? Maybe bring it up a couple of inches. Like a a lectern? (laughs) (laughs) Do we have even a couple of books or something in this room? Just find something real quick, puts it under the book just to lift it up about six inches. And you can see him like kind of rock back and forth, stop in this position. You can almost hear like something go chunk. And he brings up his arm and just goes it like inhuman speed blasts through and ingests the whole book. Oh my, there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot to absorb here, Zero. Even in your like, you know, blast like speed read of this. Yeah, I mean, this well, it's is now now he has to he can go to those images in his head and interpret them because he didn't even have time to like parse mm-hmm. them. Just it was just f- information. Yeah, information. Upload. OK, copy. Um, <laughs> ooh, Control C. this is the journal of one angsty and dissatisfied teenager. You can see that the first date of entry um, was two years ago, and the last was um, two days ago. It starts with, I mean, like just like it starts as just like a normal like journal, like a like a diary that like any you know like a like a young adult would would keep like if they were in high school or something like that, right? If that's a thing that people still do, I don't, that's a, that's a, or that's a, you know, a relic of the past, but you know, there's like a little sketch drawing of a tree with a chain and a heart hanging off of it. Yeah. But it's more (laughs) filled with like, just like ranting about like things that happened at school, things like ways that people like, he, it's, it's essentially just like, I mean, everything from like being picked on by other students because of his, you know, lack of skill like he's falling behind in his classes he's got this nerdy name that everyone makes fun of him for having you know when his dad has the most like badass wizard name out there you know he sees there's a lot of like almost like it's like you get this feeling like he is constantly being compared to his father was you know just incredible like one of the most revolutionary wizards of our time and he's constantly living in this man's shadow constantly being compared to him and every time he fails every time he fucks up every time he fails a class or does something you know like something and it's and this journal is full of those documentations of all the failures he's had um you know it just it feels like the each one just hit harder than the last because constantly he's not able to live up to his father's expectations and he doesn't even feel necessarily like a uh, disdain or, or or anything like that towards his father. It's more just feeling like he's not good enough to 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 walk in his shoes. And you know, he said, you know, you can see things about him saying like how he feels like his dad, you know, tries to be supportive, but he knows deep down his dad his dad doesn't feel like you know he doesn't actually believe in him. He just says the things to make him feel better. Um, He's, you know, it, it goes over like, you know, it, it, there's like a lot of that stuff. And that's most, that's about the first like three quarters of the journal. It's just sort of this, this, this sort of like almost descent into, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just it's sort almost of almost self-loathing. Like, like you yeah, know. self-loathing and like a lot of like just helplessness and disillusion. And, 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 the, and the writing becomes much more aggressive as time goes on. Um... Because like, you know, you can feel this almost like like determination in this kid's writing. Is it like as though he's like, you know, he he's he wants so badly to do nothing more than to do something so incredible that his father and the people of Ul will like finally see like the potential he does have. Right? If they could only just stop comparing them 
to his dad, you know, they can he can show them, you know, really what what he can do. And then the the towards the end of the journal, there's actually a lot of diagrams being drawn. Um, you can see that there's diagrams of that large, like the structures that are supporting the column of like pure magical energy that just was blasting out, you know, in front of the tower, you know, that's sort of supported and, 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 and being maintained by this sort of like, you know, these magical like structures that have been built, these like containment structures um, and harnessing structures. And there's also um, like documents, uh, a documentation of what appears to be like like there's like a, almost like a like a like a slice in half view of like where it shows you a bit of underground and some of the facilities and things that exist below ground, both at, in the tower and like what how it's connected also to what's underneath this column of light because it actually extends below the surface and there's laboratories and things like that down there. Um, there's a lot of equations and things like that are in here. In, in here, you can see a lot of ones that were crossed out or ones that you know have a lot of edits or like you know things in different ink. Um, where he may have edited things or, or whatnot. So like a lot of meta math that would be done in like high, like none of you are like wizards. Like, you know, a lot of you have magic that comes from other sources, but any anyone who's even remotely familiar with magic knows that like a lot of this stuff is how wizards figure out how to cast complex magic. Is that it's a lot of math and it's a lot of like, you know, like just like there, there, there's different formulas and things like that to be able to achieve what you want to achieve. Um, there's also, um, like drawings of like these are sort of almost like almost like starry portals. You can see that they've actually been painted in here. Um, and one of them depicts this starry portal with what looks to be a small like like a box. Though it looks like it looks very much like a like a Modron, like like 31 squared when you first met him. Um, pointing at this sort of like ovally like like portal that has like all this like miasma of stars in it. Um, and there's some notes here, you know about how like you know some, some sort of weird like calibration things like a, a, t a timeline alignment um you know planetary alignments and and sort of wisdom from mechanis right and like like there's 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 even like some some mention of like you know rogue modrons and the knowledge that they possess and and, and whatnot um there's just like there's just a ton of there's a ton of stuff in here like this kid is getting into some really high level shit um and the last entry just just simply says that he he's finally figured it out and soon once once the stars align literally he'll be able to do something that will change the lives of ulians and teldurians forever like it's it, he's, he's he has his some sort of grand idea that he can perform like some sort of ritual that will actually um enhance the levels of magic that are being um, channeled from this like ley line is what it's being described as in this book of of its pure magical energy. It's like literally this this realms and this plane's connection to the weave, which controls all you know, which is where all magic is, comes from and is pulled from. Change the lives of all Teldorians. Well, he wasn't wrong. <laughs> Maybe, but for the fact that the person casting this um, literally cannot conjure a sandwich properly. And now we've got our who, we've got our what, we've got our why, and he picks up the book, looks at some of the later diagrams, and literally, like, flips them 360 degrees. If somebody can make heads or tails of some of these charts, we might even have a when. Well, you kind of uh, have a win. Yeah. Well, also, uh, I mean, yes, Quinn, but I was I was striving for specificity. Uh, nameless voice from the cosmos. If it's the stars aligning, Quinn should be able to figure that out. Pregnar casts enlarge on the journal. <laughs> yeah, for the second time, <laughs> the journal is enlarged <laughs> by one wow. size category. Why? Why do I know the stars? Because you're convinced you are one. Well, I mean, you use them to navigate. Oh, that's true. Oh, I, that's I was true. thinking astrology, and that's why I was like, "What astrology?" For <laughs> astronomy, astrology, astrology. That's yeah, what I was navigating by astrology. Here we go, boys. I was like, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Actually, hang on, I'm putting well, that in my notes. Fine. Mercury, well, listen, guys. As I say, Mer Mercury is in retrograde. We can't go sailing tonight, guys. So. <laughs> 
or for the next yeah. couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, but that's what you gather from the journal. And uh, oh boy, as there, I, I feel like I see the gears turning. But before we keep going, before we even allow a plan to formulate, we're going to have to call this episode of the Hapless Heroes Podcast. Mm. Oh, mm, shucky duck. Mm, you're just going to have to mm, just 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 take that, take these little crumbs we gave you and hold on till next week where we reveal some more shit. Um, but in the meantime, if you like us, you can find us on the internet. We're on such places as Twitter and Instagram at Hapless Heroes and on Reddit or and Facebook uh, just look for Hapless Heroes Podcast. A lot of those places have sticky posts that will direct you to really the um, mecca of our discussion uh, content, and that is our Discord server, <laughs> where you can meet, interact with us, and our lovely, and the lovely members of our audience who have been participating in, in, in starting so many different discussions in there. It's really just a, it's popping off. It's really a wonderful thing to see, and I just, um, we encourage you to join that community. It's a really a great time. Um, if you really like us, though, you could leave us a five-star review or rating on the podcast service of your choice. Those all help us in the various algorithms out there that, you know, put this podcast as a recommended thing for other people to listen to. And hey, you know, we'll take it in any way we can get, whether it's, you know, you doing an if you really love us to promote our show or, you know, just saying some nice things about us to some strangers on the Internet and tell them to listen to our show. Uh, and if you know the podcast service you have doesn't offer reviews, we also have a channel in our Discord server if you just want to say something nice. And uh, haplessheroes at gmail.com is our email address if you want to send something there. If you leave us a nice review, hey, we'll read it on the air. We'll say some nice things about you. So yeah, uh, send us your nice things and we'll, we'll be, we'll, it's going to be just a great, we'll just shower each other in love and affection. It's a really great time. But if you really, really like us and want to sh- show your love and affection in a monetary form, you can donate to our Patreon. It's just patreon.com slash haplessheroes variety of rewards on there um i'm actually going to the store this week and i'm gonna go buy one of those hot chips who's in who is who's in with me by the way i am for that i'm Zach gonna get one in um i think phil I'll said he was it. in i guess yeah john's yes. in i do I'll enjoy do I think, stuff all right Mike's we got in. five of us that's, that's five that, is good that's good enough um I, i'll and get now. obs I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll run obs and I'll, I'll capture all of our video so we can like you know get the get the reactions and and everything like that and then we'll uh, upload that to, to maybe a private link on youtube or something like that and stick it on patreon um so yes it's happening it's happening soon because if i don't do it then i'm never going to do it so i'm just going to i'm literally going grocery shopping tomorrow and i'm going to pick one of those effing things up and um, yeah just sorry uh, but yeah so we encourage you to join us patreon.com slash helpless heroes um and yeah we'll see you there and if you like us right now you like us sally field and the whole deal uh bake a cake and uh draw your your favorite hapless heroes character with icing on it it should be a sheet cake i guess i guess you can i mean whatever 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 size canvas really suits you if you want to make it really small that might that might be interesting too um and uh yeah send it to uh your your state governor and uh make uh, attach a note and uh um say here here is a cake uh it, it is depicting my favorite character um from my favorite podcast and uh you you should make it the law of the land that every citizen should listen to Hapless Heroes podcast. I feel like try to get that social little... change in a really positive way, right there. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing more important. I think that your state governor governor should. Uh, should no, I think that really about. their only job should be to promote our podcast. I think. Or, uh, I, think I think you're yeah, right yeah. on something here. How do how do local regional governments work uh, outside of this country? I'm I'm talking about the United States, I guess. But if you're in uh, another country. Uh, uh, send it to, uh, I guess, uh, some somebody somebody else. Uh, <laughs> Your equivalent of. <laughs> yeah. I know I'm I know I'm wrong, but I always assume other people's local governments work better than ours. Yeah, but probably bad. not. Everyone's equally dysfunctional. <laughs> That's a topic for another yeah. podcast. <laughs> but yeah, totally doable. I don't see anything wrong with this plan. So uh, I guess there's nothing left to do besides outro this cast for you. Starting on my virtual right, we had John playing Lord Jarrell the Light. Until next time. Zach as Pregnart. 
Wow, I can uh, I can uh, take a nap inside the book now. Nicole as Boris the Butcher. Speaking of naps, uh, I'm, I'm thinking I might want one of those amazing foot rubs. Mike as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. I shall read the stars and tell the future. And Dave as Zero, Valen's Avatar of War. One day a killer, the next day an investigator, another day possibly a baker. I should have gotten into this adventuring thing thousands of years ago. And I'm Francesco. I've been your host and DM. We will see you beautiful people next week. Uh, Bye-bye now. Bye. Bye. Bye, Bye, everyone.